We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy, Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what is going on? How are you feeling after I mean, running way too far? Well, it's Tuesday, man, and uh, Saturday was was happy death day for, uh, for <laughs> Daniel here. No, I feel good, man. First marathon in the books. Last marathon in the books. <laughs> You're a one and doneer uh, you know, there comes a time when you just, you got to know your limits and my legs the past few days have been like twice their normal size. Oh, damn. I normally have calf def- definition and I'm like, well, where'd that go? Uh, <laughs> just you know, all swollen. My thighs were humongous. And m- my wife was like, you kind of look like a bodybuilder. And I was like, well, that's cool, but I kind of <laughs> like the definition style. So, <laughs> well, I, uh, I saw you and, and, and your wife out there. Cause I was out yeah. there. Cause you know, Brittany was running it too. And uh, man, y'all did really well. I was super impressed. I, there's no way in hell I was going to run a marathon. So seeing you out there was pretty cool. You got to train for it. You got to train for it. There's no one that could just pick it up and be like, I'm just going to do it unless they're just regular fit. You know what I mean? Like running is so much different than like CrossFit or P90X or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but beautiful day, right? Like for you oh, to come out perfect. and spectate, uh, would you have on a hoodie or something? I had my no other pod sweatshirt. That's right. That's why I, I remember I was so tired. My wife saw you and she goes, Jimmy. And I go, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I had no words. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> You're the, uh, the, the monster from young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. it was too much. I'm just, I count down the, the miles to each water break. I'm like, all right, two, two miles till that. Okay. <laughs> Did you do the pickle shot at the end? The pickle oh, juice shot? For sure, man. We're a, we're big pickle juice people. Yeah. You know, we like that stuff. It's good for I, gut uh, health. I don't know if I, 24 miles into a 26 mile run, if I'd be able to just down a shot of pickle juice. Well, why was it there? Why'd they do that? It's supposed to be like super high in electrolytes, like to keep you from okay. cramping because it's really high in sodium. I dig that. See, I, I didn't I didn't have any cramping issues and that I'm happy for. But, the uh, yeah, it, it everything else kind of sucked. Um, we walked around the after party a little bit and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be here anymore. I <laughs> need to go lay down, you know, so we, 
nothing to do. We swung by, swung by a pizza place on the way home and I begged my wife to go in and pick it up. I was like, I don't think I can get out of the car. <laughs> and then shopping the next day, by the way, my cart was like a walker. And I, I told Marissa, I said, if your grandma could see me now. <laughs> yep, exactly. Pretty rough, bro. And then Sunday we watched the game. Yeah, uh, that sucked. Sucked. That was sucky time. <laughs> that was not fun. So we'll talk about it. I, uh, I guess. I did. So I was just killing time on the plaza. I went to Starbucks twice. During the marathon? <laughs> During the marathon, yeah. Holy shit. But uh, you were like tracking on the app. So you like yeah. knew where to be. To see I was at the halfway point by UMKC and then went over to the finish line, all that stuff. So I was there for the key moments, but, you know, met her family and we were just kind of walking around killing time. And I do have to say, so I was wearing... I, like I said, the white, no other pod crew neck. It had the rainbow word mark on it. Yeah. And I, I went to, to the made in KC store on the plaza, which, you know, has various different, you know, oh, yeah. local Kansas city uh, themed clothes and whatnot. And they want to have a partnership with us. Well, I'm sitting there checking out and, and the lady, maybe she just make a small talk. I don't know. She goes, I love that sweatshirt. Uh-oh. I was like, Oh, thank you. And I was like, you can buy one. You go to bitly.com slash no other pod. You can buy one yourself. You told her this? I said it. I don't think she will, but she was like, I, I really dig it. I was like, it's pretty Did cool. Did you tell her what it was? I was like, uh, we didn't get it. It got awkward because then ah. other people were standing. So I didn't have a chance to be like, actually, I have a podcast. And if you want, you know, but See, you're also not one to brag about yourself. I like, I feel to. like I, and I'm kind of the same way. Cause if that was me, Marissa would have chimed in and she would have said, he has a podcast. You should listen. Like she has no shame doing that shit, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. Someone at work the other day was like, I know something about you. And I was like, okay. Oh boy. And do I need to deactivate my Twitter? They were like, you have a podcast. And I was like, I do. I don't really try to hide it. I yeah, tweet about it all the time. <laughs> what is this interaction? Like, no, but I was like, you can listen to it if you want to. She said she listened to it and that it was well-produced. Wow. Well, get, so, that, tell, tell the producers. Thank you. <laughs> That's I'll, you, dude. I'll call them up. That's uh, you. So, but it's fun, but nice. congrats again. Congrats Thanks, to Marissa man. and everybody. If we had any listeners who are out there running it, congrats to you too. Yeah. 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 So shout out to all uh, the and, KC and marathoners. We had some listeners uh, that ran the half, uh, you know, that came mm-hmm. into town to run the half. So that was, yeah, that was for cool. sure. Full marathon, half marathon, 10 K, 5 K. If you did any of them congratulations very cool those medals by the way i'm gonna hang them by my bed Mm -hmm. for uh possible home invasion when i have to hit someone because these bitches these bitches are are straight steel my man grab it and swing it around (laughs) dude i had it on afterwards and i was like i don't want to wear this right now like it's too heavy it's weighing me down i just need to get to the car and then i'm walking to the car jimmy and someone walks up behind us and goes great job ladies (laughs) <laughs> it's because i had an immaculate ponytail man yeah i mean hey that's i would take it as a compliment gosh dang and i had the earrings in too it was great it's it, you know what take it as a compliment no it's a compliment sure but i'm a man i am a man damn it um every time i hear we're on a tangent now but every time i hear oh, someone go i'm a man do you remember the oklahoma state coach with his weird rant from like 10 years ago no. he was mad he was mad at some reporter asked a player a question and he goes, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. It's, you should look it up. It's funny. Have, is that like the SNL sketch? Mike she's like, I'm 50. It, it should be an SNL. It's the weirdest thing. But oh my Lord. anyway, 
Well, no, I the... meant nothing by it. I was just like, oh, <laughs> no, I, I guess my hair is getting to that length where I, yeah, I, I mean, could hey, be, uh... see, see from behind, you're an attractive woman. Yeah, I mean, my ass was probably popping, dude. 26.2 <laughs> miles. I got an ass that doesn't quit. That's right. Thick with two C's. <laughs> Thick, baby. Thick boy. Uh, you know, speaking of our listeners, congrats to the ones who, who ran any of the races. But we also had some listeners who uh, did us a solid and left us a couple of new reviews that we want to read this yeah, week. Dude. So uh, we got one from, from John Mayers on Wednesday. And uh, five stars. And it starts, uh, the title says, Oi, this is my second review. Oh, shit, says, how'd they do that? He says, hello, boys. He spelled out hello like the British. Hello, boys. Uh, this is my second five-star review. I hacked my own iPad to write it. What? The show continues to be my favorite SKC-centric podcast. Keep up the good work. FYI, I have four more iPhones and three more <laughs> iPads in my family. I'm going to hijack and review the show. John, what the hell? <laughs> hold on why'd you have to hack your own i mean thank you first but why'd you have to hack your own ipad because well, he cares enough about our show where he wants to add apparently probably what a second account so he, so he can review his, it again okay so i get you he probably had to i thought he had to like get back into it or something like i mean maybe um, i don't out. know he might have locked well, himself out <laughs> okay john mayer's times too man thank you john, john mayer's sounds like john mayer by the way yeah, it does and i'm i'm all for it dude <laughs> Maybe it's, bro. maybe it's actually john mayer and he just this is his alias <laughs> yeah it's his burner account yeah uh hey next one though dude it's a two review week yeah this it is. is crazy uh it says thanks mom <laughs> five stars <laughs> from ipad left on the ottoman <laughs> i'm never gonna make it i'm never gonna get through this my mom crashes at my house a few nights a week so she only has to commute 10 minutes instead of over an hour this review from her iPad is my version of her paying rent. Keep up the good work, fellas, from Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, Carter, Carter Hastings, maybe? Uh, he's, a, yeah. he's a listener that's very inclusive with us, or, uh, or it's Carter Augustine. I don't know. Yeah, could be, could be Carter, Carter Augustine listening every week. Oh, my Lord. I'm dying. I'm <laughs> Shout out to our <laughs> listeners who are taking us up on our advice to just find any and all apple devices to leave reviews so keep it going if you all could continue (laughs) to be uh tank from the matrix and hack things and (laughs) do what you gotta do i've been on a matrix kick lately dude new movie coming out i gotta Mm -hmm. catch up you know yeah but good lord thank you that tickles me it's hilarious just keep finding apple devices and leaving five star rating and reviews If, if any of you actually do go to an apple store and do it let us know in the review because it's oh, hilarious. That's like, that's like bonus points or something. I, I mm-hmm. wish we just had like a box of merch for people that break the law, <laughs> you know, for I all think our that's criminals. breaking the law. Yeah, yeah, but we'll just say it is and we'll send a, you know, send a shirt out <laughs> to all the criminals out there. Yeah, I like it. Keep it up. Keep, uh, keep getting creative. Keep stealing your mom's iPads and iPhones and ask random strangers on the street can i make a phone call and then just leave a review real oh quick my and... god god forbid mom is like i've been listening to no other pod and i like them and i thought i'd go give them a review but it <laughs> says i already did yeah. uh carter what do you know about this <laughs> okay carter's just doing what he's got to do shut up mom you sleep on my couch <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, well that's probably gonna be the best part of the podcast because uh this vancouver game sucked Okay. Do we got, yeah. What do we even, do we got to talk about it? I mean, there was, there's moments and by moments, I mean, Johnny Russell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Johnny Russell had his moment. Uh, if you look at the statistics, when the game is all said and done, it looks better than it did on the field because <laughs> uh, sporting ends with 64% possession, even on shots, uh, nine apiece, even on shots on goal, three apiece. But it's just, you know, in terms of product on the field, SKC really didn't ever get any quality chances. If you look at the expected goals for the game, 0.3 for Sporting KC. Now, Vancouver doesn't have much more, 0.7. But, you know, with uh, with one shot, uh, Vancouver's first goal from Ryan Gold, uh, that alone was worth more expected goals than Sporting KC through the entire game. So Well, and how cool that uh, a couple of Scots got on the scoreboard that night and uh johnny russell's real tight with that guy man they Mm -hmm. used to play together and they're probably friends dude i saw them give each other shout outs on instagram yeah i mean you know this was first off happy for johnny russell it's what six straight games now officially i mean yeah he now holds the sporting kc record and uh, of of goals scored you know a goal scored every game right god dang dude he could not be more in a groove or a streak, which Peter Vermees doesn't believe in streaks, but uh, <laughs> unless they're in his underpants, but there, there are streaks going on, my friend. Yeah, this is in. Peter Vermees poops his pants. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh. I'd still very much like to have him on this podcast. Do you think someday. anyone pooped their pants running the marathon? Dude, I don't know. But there were times when I like had to blast one and I would like turn around <laughs> and be like, anyone right behind me? Okay. <laughs> and I would do it. And my wife kind of glances over at me and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> that happened. I'm just, you know, it's a possibility. So well, people do it. And I didn't want to stop to pee, but I peed around 21 miles. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I was like, I don't want to walk out of this, your, uh, this porta potty right now. I can't right. move. Right. My hips are locking up. I did hear dudes were just walking off the side of the road and just peeing like out in the open too, which is, I did that when I got not there. great. There was a big line, so I peed behind a tree, but it was like dark. The sun wasn't even up yet, so no okay. one saw me. I was a ghost. Okay. Well, there you go. There was uh, no school nearby. I was fine. <laughs> this this was an important game for Sporting KC leading into this because yeah. Houston had just taken down Seattle. Surprisingly, so, right? 2-1 Saturday night. Yeah. So this was a chance with only, what, five games left now? There were six games left before, I think, heading into this last stretch uh, to make up you know, three of those five points behind Seattle. This was a clear opportunity, especially since Vancouver is not that good. They were sitting at 37 points well below the playoff line. This was a real chance uh, to to make up points on Seattle who are now even on games. So um, got to look at recent results for Vancouver though, man, they are fighting for the playoffs just like Houston was. That's why Houston won because they were fighting for the playoffs. Yeah. So I just, well, Houston won because they were fighting for the playoffs and then promptly got eliminated because, <laughs> because like four other things fell into yeah. place. That's it so was, funny. It's a, a hilarious. If you could see it, there's a, a screenshot on Twitter of like Houston will be eliminated if they lose or if this and this and this and this happens. And then later there's like update this and this and this and this happened. All Houston has been eliminated. <laughs> they, they probably won and they're like, we're still alive. There's no way all four of those things happened. And they did like how freaking sad. Yeah. Pretty sad for Houston. I'm not going to shed any tears for them, but uh, you know, I mean, look, the lineup that we had going into this game, all things considered pretty great. We knew Polito wasn't going to be in there because he had a a surgical procedure, which 
apparently, as of now, he's doing well and has no inflammation. And Peter Vermees now sounds like, you know, Polito uh, will be back in some capacity in the relative near future, whether that means before the playoffs or after, I, I don't know, but probably in the playoffs. I but, think so, man. I saw him juggling a ball on Instagram the other night. So that's this, something. This was a big opportunity for someone like Kyrie to step up and silence some of the doubters. Cause you know, I like Kyrie. I think he's really great, especially off the bench, but there are a not insignificant contingent of sporting KC fans who are, we really liked Kyrie when he came back and then people are starting to kind of, you know, get out a little bit on Kyrie in terms of at least playing striker. Okay. Why, why was this the opportunity though? Like he's been playing striker for the past few games now since Allen's been out. Like, why was this one bigger than the others? I, I mean, just a key opportunity to really go on the road and earn probably the most significant three points of the year, knowing that you have a chance to make mm-hmm. up points on Seattle going into Seattle next. You see, that's a good podcast. I, when, when I play contrarian, like everyone loves a good <laughs> contrarian that you need to, I'm the heel, you know, yeah, I got to ask you questions true. and make you defend your statements. I like it. But I mean, you know, <laughs> Johnny, he got his goal. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But Daniel has been the goal scorer for this year. But Daniel can't we it's not realistic to ask Daniel to do it all on his own. Alan Polito has not been available in the way that we wanted him to be. That's a whole other set of questions to be asked there in terms of at what point is it too much for your $10 million player to be injured. So knowing that you're going into this game with Seattle dropping a game they shouldn't have dropped to Houston and you playing granted on the road on the road in MLS is always tough on the worst field in the league. It, was bad, it just dude. was that a ball just doesn't bounce. Well, it's there. it's weird. Did you hear? I don't, um, Jacob Peterson at the beginning of the broadcast, they were talking about the turf and he's like, look, I don't like any turf, but I played on turf in Atlanta and that's really good turf. As far as turf goes, it feels almost like grass. And he goes, mm-hmm. Somehow the turf in Vancouver feels more like turf. Like it feels even worse than regular. It's like super turf. Like it is just so obviously turf. Like an indoor field or something. Yeah. So it's, and it doesn't look good. And it it hurts, dude. Terrible. I, I, in in high school, I played a football game on KU's field. Um, And it was awesome. It was a great experience, but like falling down and it's just like, ow, freaking ow. Like I'm getting cut up and I just can't even imagine I would assume maybe KU has better turf than Vancouver. I don't know. May, I mean, does KU's turf at least have like the little rubber balls or something in it? Because this yes, one in Vancouver. It was definitely rubber balls that loaded up my shoes. <laughs> Granted, I've never been to BC Place and I've certainly never been on the field at BC Place, yeah. but it looks like straight up Astro turf. It looked like it was like like indoor soccer turf. <laughs> it just, it looks <laughs> terrible. So a little, little futsal turf, if you will, on a basketball court. But this, you know, this was an opportunity, I think, for Kyrie to step up and really try to, you know, help fill that Polito void. Um, no one got him the ball. Like, he, he couldn't well, do that. True. There, there, he, he was not remotely connected to the offense. Okay, so why not sub him out then, right? Well, that's too much to ask. Oh, is that a different conversation? <laughs> Did, how come no, were people asking him that afterwards? I, I don't I don't know. If, if the, I wasn't on the press conference, if he was asked, it was not included in the quotes after the game. I, so. I think we're beyond asking now. I think uh, I think the only reason Sean Goodwin would ever ask would be to 
poke the bear. <laughs> I think Sean now is just like, I don't want my pants eaten. I don't want that. <laughs> but you look at the, you know, so if you go on to majorleaguesoccer.com and look in like the, the, um, the stat section of the game, they show a passing network breakdown and barely any passing to Kyrie. Um, and really it was only to and from Zussi and Johnny. He was not getting anything from the midfield. He was not getting anything from the left side. They were just not finding Kyrie whatsoever. Maybe that's partially on Kyrie. Maybe that's partially on the midfield. Maybe that's partially because we got to a point where we were just whipping in crosses because we didn't know what else to do, but yeah, just, he was not involved in the offense whatsoever. And when you have your striker, who's in theory, your primary goal scoring target, and they're completely out of the game, that's, you know, what are you supposed to do? It's rough, man. It's rough. Uh, it was it was tough to watch because, of course, we had to, you know, chase a game again, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, pulling one back before half is the best case scenario in that instance. Like, I had hope at halftime. When we got that goal in, like, the 42nd minute or whatever, I was like, this is great because what yeah. do we talk about, dude? If it's 2-0, the next goal is the most important goal for mm-hmm. whoever scores it. And we well, got it. And I was like, we can do, we can ride this. And I, even, I guess I wish it wasn't halftime because then that broke the momentum. Even if we would have come back and fought and just got one point, well then first, okay, well we make up a point on Seattle and two, we actually would have clinched a playoff spot. Had we even just yeah. drawn against Vancouver. And now so, Vancouver stays alive in their playoff hopes, which they're rolling since firing their coach. Like yeah. they are there. There's a stat out there. Like they've won four games or something and, drew two or something i'm just misquoting shit i'm I'm too lazy to look it up (laughs) but they're killing it they are well and you know 22nd minute is when they got their first goal there was a couple opportunities for sporting kansas city to clear the ball and we really just couldn't and then there was a high looping cross sent in and i don't know on this cross it went from the left side of the field across the face of net to the right side of the keeper's box i don't really know what Luis Martins is doing he just kind of falls off of his man and and then just kind of lets him have a free header it's very strange it's almost as if he I I really can't explain what he was doing it's almost as if he thought he just wouldn't get there or the ball was going to go out of bounds or whatnot so we just left him for a free header and then the Vancouver player heads it right back to the penalty spot where Ryan Gold is wide open unmarked and Andre Ufantas doesn't really close down um, Jose Mari can't get there in time. Jose Mari, however you say his name, Ilya isn't there, and Melia can't do anything. So all around, just a really bad defensive breakdown. Just rough. And and that's where most of our goals happen sometimes, dude, are just on a little breakdown and the ball bounces around too much in the box in mm-hmm. that sense. So I, I think you can go back and watch a lot of our goals this year that have happened that way. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the second goal that happened in the 36th minute, I wouldn't say it's a defensive breakdown per se, because this, this is a good shot from outside the box yeah, um, from, from Russell Tybert. But the theme again is nobody really closes down on him. And that feels like that's sort of been a consistent theme throughout the year on defense is opposing players are left with too much space. And yeah, you could say I'm taking a calculated risk, giving them space outside the box because you got to hit it perfectly. But Gotti Kinda, he kind of just stops running. And it's not really because he picks up another player. He just doesn't really close down. Um, 
the, and you know, Jose Mari again, doesn't really close down. Um, Remy Voltaire doesn't really close down and it just gives too much space to Tybert who can fire from distance. So that, I don't know. Yeah, that about sums it up. It's just two zero. I tweeted half is an utter disaster. Absolute yep. disaster. Something yep. like that. Everything so. sucks. I was like, I napped for this, damn it. <laughs> it started at 9 p.m. It's way too late. Nah, man, right at right after the succession season premiere. It was a good time. <laughs> Which I've not yet watched, but I need to that'll maybe that'll be my next show. It should be. It's an easy watch. Yeah. Just uh, you know, as of the listeners hearing this, I will have just finished Only Murders in the Building. So yeah. if you have not seen that, check that out. Pretty good on Hulu. That's so, a fun one. Um, but you know, we mentioned that Johnny Russell ends up pulling one back just before the half. Uh, and and this is really just all Johnny Russell. I mean, perfectly weighted ball, I guess, across the field from Daniel Shalloway to kind of set it up. But Russell just takes one touch, cuts it in on his left foot, and just a gorgeous curler puts it right into the, the far post past the keeper, and there's nothing that Creepo can do. Bro, he cre- he curled it around like a total of three men. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, is that? Oh, that okay. That that went in. That's crazy. He curled it around two defenders and the keeper. This is not the first time he's curled a shot like that, though. Like, remember, he he's he's flat out curled one in where he was damn near uh, uh, parallel with the goal. Like, <laughs> you know, his <laughs> angle true. his angle was like a, a not so good to score this goal angle, right. and he scored. <laughs> yeah, and you know, second half, nothing really comes of it end up firing in crosses not much to do really you know nothing that happens in, in terms of subs in any meaningful way yeah you got uh, roger on at the half and uh it's just and that's it yeah uh did you do this might be a good time we got a question about extra time radio and i was going to bring it up myself but a listener actually pointed it out how they mentioned that we claim to be so good I'm paraphrasing the question. Mm-hmm. You can tell me who actually said this. Wesley Williams. Wesley Williams. And they said that that we claim to be so good at homegrown development and everything but, and how we could field an entire team of homegrowns, but we've yet to give our homegrowns opportunities. But then you look at the bench and it's like, okay, let's go ahead and criticize Ramiz. Who do you want to come in? Who comes in? Do you put Wilson Harris on and let him be hungry because nothing else is working? Cam Duke, sure, he's fast. Yeah, I'm 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 going to defend a little bit the home the homegrown thing. And I, I think um, I think extra time is being a little unfair here because to us, no way. <laughs> That's crazy. We're flyover state because, you know, we had Gianluca Buzio, who we just sold for multiple millions of dollars, was a homegrown player. Daniel Shallowy, MVP candidate, golden boot candidate, homegrown player. Jalen Lindsay would be a key contributor possibly could be starting injured homegrown player mm-hmm. felipe hernandez probably would be a key contributor we know what's going on with him homegrown player uh cam duke we all know how good he is homegrown player like we have contributors who are homegrown players the problem is there's almost like tier one of homegrown players and then not really a tier two right now like we skip over tier two to get down to tier three. And that's where you have 
the Tyler Freemans and the Grayson Barbers and the Ozzy Cisneroses and, and the Wilson Harrises. Okay. Maybe a Cave Rod is kind of like yeah. a tier two ish, but our yeah, homegrowns are they're They're good. We just almost have this, like we got four or five who are really good and, and our key contributors. And then we have the ones who we just signed in like the last year or so. And, and yeah, you could make a case. Well, look at people like Ricardo Pepe, you know, he comes in and he doesn't need all these years and, and he ends up being really good. And maybe that's true, but I just think it's a tall order to ask that, you know, an Ozzy Cisneros or a Tyler Freeman or a Grayson Barber come in at this point in the season. Okay. Let oh. me ask you this though, on a, on a grand stage here, mm-hmm. are, uh, are we wrong to question the coach in this situation? Because that second no. act was pretty dreadful. Yeah. And what happens in any game, if, yeah. if you, if things, if people aren't producing, mm-hmm. you change it up, dude, look at Dan, yeah. Dan Daniel Sorensen was making mistakes for the chiefs. Mm-hmm. What'd the coach do? Boom. You out, you're done. Uh, so I think it's very fair to question in some ways, the roster construction in terms of depth. I don't put the, where I guess where I differ is I don't put the blame on, Oh, wow. They're not as good at developing homegrowns as they say they are. I think, well, we almost have this gap, it seems, in homegrowns who are ready and then homegrowns are aren't who aren't. The homegrowns who are ready are already in there starting, basically, or are key contributors, where I think we could have done better. And some of this is, okay, well, maybe you didn't expect to sell Buzio when you did, although you probably should have seen that coming. Maybe you didn't expect to have to drop Ilya back to center back at the start of the year. But we all knew heading into this season that, we don't really have a backup striker. We all knew that we don't really have quite the midfield depth that we want. And we all knew we really don't have another left wing outside of Daniel Shallowy. So I think that's where, if you don't have them, if you don't have the homegrowns who are ready, then you need to find a way to go out and add some players for depth who can step in late in the season or in the playoffs when injuries start piling up. And that's where I think, if this all goes wrong and we don't go anywhere in the playoffs, I think that's where it'll go wrong. Bro, I kind of look at it in basketball terms as well, because I, I feel like the, these two sports are very um, similar. Look at KU or Kentucky or even Duke. They got their bench ready to go. Like they're, they're, they got their starters. Then they got five other guys on the bench, maybe six other guys ready to come in and tear the house down as well. Sporting doesn't have any subs that are ready to come in and be even close to as good as the current starter, at least offensively. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Offensively, defensively. Sure. You're going to have Issa Matt Marine in there. Yeah. You know, uh, Rod could step up if Jalen Lindsay's healthy. I I'd argue that him and Zussi are, are pretty damn good out there on the right side. Yeah. Amadou Dia has moments, but we haven't seen him, you know, cause Luis Martins just, he doesn't want to uh, give up any playing time. Yeah. But I just feel that uh, we don't have that killer bench that a lot of teams do have, man. Seattle could bring some people off the bench, and, and it's a household name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. If, if Raul Ruiz Diaz is not out there, which he probably won't be when we play them on Saturday. Do you think hey, – you don't? why do you think that? Is, as they've, have they said that? They uh, um, Jeremiah Oshan from uh, Sounder at Heart, he quote tweeted a tweet out of Peru earlier today where it sounds like Ruiz Diaz is just staying in Peru. Why is he doing that? Oh, let me go find it. Like COVID stuff? or This says Raul may stay in Peru until the playoffs. 
that's a, a, a um, he must have gotten injured a little bit. It says, uh, it says from a, a, a reporter. He's with the national team. This is a reporter out of Peru, and this is translating where it says Raul Rui Diaz would stay uh, in Peru to continue his recovery, um, and, and then he'd be ready for um, the two games that they have in uh, uh, November against Bolivia and Ecuador. Uh, are ready to play this? Ready to play this game where you get excited because someone's hurt? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they that's still have, how I'm feeling right now. They'll have no Rui Diaz. It sounds like um, Morris is ready to go though. This, you know, here, here, here's confirmation. Uh, Schmetzer says Rui Diaz will be back in Seattle after the Rapids game. Who do they, when is, when do they play? Wednesday. That's Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. So he, so he definitely. He be might here. be there. Will he play? Uh-huh. I don't know. Like maybe off the bench, but. Um, but isn't Jordan Morris healthy now? Jordan Morris is not going to play. Oh, okay. Schmetzer said on Tuesday that uh, probably a couple games away. Interesting. So, and then Nicholas Ladero, I still think is not playing. So. But they have, you know, uh, Will Bruin. Even Will if Raul Bruin. Rui Diaz doesn't play, Will Bruin is a very solid striker. Scored against us, you yeah. know, helped helped beat us. So, I, you know, if we had Will Bruin as our backup, I'd feel great. Sure. No, 100%. Yeah. Seattle's probably like, oh, I really wish we had Rui Diaz, but uh, Will Bruin, I guess, is fine. And we'd be like, uh, we'll take him. <laughs> This is almost what, like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but, like, there was an opportunity to bring in a player like Kai Kamara for half of a season if you needed some offensive. And I'm not trying to sit here and be like, Kai would have been the Kai of 2013. Clearly he's not. But if you needed five or six games out of somebody who is a, you know, maybe not what they once were, but has had great success at striker in this league. Yeah. I'd give him a shot. Could have even brought in a Dom Dwyer if that was even on the table. Maybe he wanted more money than he's just sitting ever. on the bench in Toronto. Yeah, just sitting there. So it's Whatever. just, you know, nothing against Wilson Harris. Maybe Wilson Harris will be very good one day, but Peter clearly doesn't trust him. At least in the big moments. Yeah. And that that's fair it, where I do agree, even if I'm not ready to be like, oh, we're not a good homegrown team or homegrown program where I do agree with Wesley Williams is clearly something is off in terms of the trust of the subs that we have available. Sure. That makes sense. And, and Kyrie works so hard, man, and whether he produces or not. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I just don't see a problem with why not get Wilson Harris nice and warm and give him 10 minutes at the end of the game, 10 hungry minutes to go try something. Well, especially if Kyrie's just not getting the ball, even if it's not Kyrie's fault, like, okay, something out there's not working. So yeah. we got to try something different. Exactly. I mean, we, we saw Wilson Harris earlier in the year and this just feels, uh, it felt like the right time to maybe bring him on. Love yeah. Kyrie really do. But I, I, this, this sub thing just really seems to, boggle a lot of our minds i don't i think we, we're all on the same page and like what's going on here and and we got streaks now man we're talking about streaks yeah yeah well speaking of subs we had you know pacific northwest skc supporters on twitter uh maybe they'll be at the game on saturday oh, hey. uh they they said odds on the total skc subs being uh used for the rest of the season being more or less than the games we have left 
So we have five yeah. games left. They're like, are we going to have more or less than five subs? Because we got five games. One, is one that game. five people coming in or is that five stoppages for subs? Five people coming in. Is that what you're going with? Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's, yeah, it's different because we're, we've had games where we've used none. That's a tough over under. If you, if you were asking me to put money on that, we over or under five, I have no idea. Man. Well, and he's all over the place with it. There's been games where he's like, all right, we're killing this team. I'm not going to take anyone off. Going to let him finish out the game. Mm-hmm. There's been times when we were like winning by one goal. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, I need to take some guys off. And it's like, I don't understand you. Yeah. Um, and now that it's happening more often, more frequently, he's definitely under that microscope as to like, why do you do the things you do, Peter? I need. Yeah. And he, what he says to Sean is, well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you my tactics. Do you think there are tactics, man? Do you think he's got a plan or do you think he's just winging it? Because I'd be winging it. I think he's got a plan. I think he probably has more information than we have in terms of like who's fit and injured and whatnot. Sure. But, but it is like, we, you know, there's things going on clearly with like EC. Where is EC? People want to know. Like, I think we got a question where it's like, uh, yeah, Scott Rolf, where is EC? Seems like he'd make a difference in some of our de- defending problems. Totally agree. He's not on the injury reports, although maybe he's got a little knock. I don't know. But like, there are just these like mysterious absences or mysterious times where we decide, oh, yeah, we trust Wilson Harris. Never mind. We don't trust Wilson Harris. I just, I don't, I don't know. And I think, I think the questions are fair and I'm a big PV defender. I like PV. I'm not like a Agreed. get PV out type guy, No, but I do think it's reasonable for whether they be fans or media members or what to be like, okay, we're kind of doing this thing again where we're a good team and we get to the playoffs and we're like uh, second or third, maybe in, in the standings. Cause first maybe seems a little bit out of reach now. And then we just don't have the depth really to to get there and we and we lose in a one-off and well and it kind of feels like that's where we're heading again i'm not trying to be mr mr pessimist although as i was reminded if i predict that we lose we more often win and if i predict that we win we more more often lose it's true man so you need to be pessimistic man i kind of feel like welcome to the dark team is ripe for like finishing in second place being the highest ranked team in that first round and losing at home to like Colorado or there's another there's another question though that I saw on there Minnesota that said, wouldn't you rather be the second seed so you don't have that bye week considering we're not good coming <laughs> off of a bye week I mean who asked that uh who was that let Sorry, me find I it. You had it pulled up no it's I mean it's again it's a fair question because um we're we're really bad uh sporting Casey Daly if we aren't the best coming go. off a of bye do we really want the first seed well, buddy, we, we had the destiny in our own hands. We could shape it if we won against Vancouver. Yeah. Now you get to go win against Seattle and take the lead. And now you're in control. Now, if you win against Seattle, okay, you're still two points behind Seattle. Like, yeah. there's so much more. that not, Now you got to wait for them to maybe lose again, you know? So let's, let's say Rui Diaz does play because he'll be back after the Colorado game. Well, that sucks. And I think uh, anyone watching that game is going to watch a spanking. You think we lose? I kind of do. I think, like, shouldn't we be fired up after that Vancouver loss, a game that we probably should have won? Then again, isn't Seattle going to be freaking fired up after losing a game that they should have won? 
Yeah. Like, I think it could be chippy, dude. And this Seattle thing is kind of being the new Portland SKC rivalry, the new RSL SKC rivalry. Yeah. I feel like Seattle could be a rival of ours, considering this is the third time we played them. We beat them back in freaking June or whatever it was, and they came and beat us in August or something. And then here's the tiebreaker. Yeah. It's pretty clear at this point we're going to get a home playoff game unless you bite your tongue i mean it would have to be a collapse of historic proportions for us to not get a home playoff game at this point you don't think we're capable of historic things we have we have five games left and salt lake or la would have to make up 10 points in five games yeah to to have us not get a home game so the question is, are we the second seed, the third seed, or the fourth seed? It's probably not going to be the fourth seed. We're going to be the second or the third seed, most likely. We're sitting yeah. at 52 points through 29 games. Colorado sitting at 51 points through 29 games. Portland's there, 46 points through 29 games. So I don't think we drop six points over the last five games. I would it's... like to buy, to get Polito back, dude, to hopefully get a healthy Polito mm-hmm. to get freaking crazy on some fools. You know what I mean? I would, I would love to buy. I just... Look, if we beat Seattle, okay, all bets are off. We got four games left to make up two points. Doable. Doable, but but you have to wait on them to lose or tie or something. Well, and this is the bummer. This is the bummer. They play Colorado tonight. Who do we root for? Who do we root for? I mean, I I guess we got to root for Colorado and then hope that we beat Seattle. But Colorado winning puts them over us. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, I would always root for a tie in this situation, but it's think, almost like you want Seattle to drop points so we can hopefully, yeah. hopefully win. But I think in the away game for formula, Colorado. Jimmy, we always say uh, a tie away is a good thing. I think we got to root for Colorado because realistically, if we're in second or third at the end, end of this, it's probably not going to make that much of a difference right. because chances are Seattle ends up making it to the conference finals anyway. So we're not going to end up hosting the conference finals. Yeah. So it's just a question of if we finished in second right now, we'd host Minnesota in a playoff game. So be a a rematch of last year where we kind of, you know, had our whole season go to waste because we lost to Minnesota in in the playoffs at home. Um, If we felt third, we'd be hosting LA galaxy. If everything ended as it as it is right now so we got we have a pretty decently easy schedule ahead of us uh if we want if we want to take advantage of it but so does seattle so Mm -hmm. there you have it yeah so we'll see i i have a feeling we're gonna lose on on saturday yeah you do you heard it (laughs) you heard it guys a loss so but there's a bunch of games tonight seattle plays tonight against colorado uh, basically everybody else plays um we can we clinch, clinch. <laughs> we can <laughs> clinch tonight and we don't even play that's so funny like hey we're in the playoffs buy your tickets <laughs> it's it's not even that hard because only one of three things needs to happen yeah minnesota can lose to philadelphia not unlikely right lafc can lose to dallas sure or the la galaxy can lose to the houston dynamo all of those things could happen. Literally anyone could happen. And just one has to happen. And, and we, uh, 
We went. I, I misspoke. Minnesota just has to lose or tie. If Minnesota ties mm. Philadelphia, we clinch a playoff spot. And that's okay. I'm not hanging on to this. I'm not worried about clinching a playoff spot. We. I would like Seattle to to lose tonight. And then, uh, but then they're going to be just more pissed on Saturday, man. I'm just, I'm real nervous. Okay. It's getting crazy. It's an afternoon game. It's a, uh, it's a whole, it's just, it feels weird. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully a beautiful day. I haven't even looked at Seattle weather yet. I mean, maybe it's a nice day. I don't know. Let's, let's look it up real quick and see Seattle. Oh, you think Washington I'm not on it already? Cause it's going to be rainy for 19 well, days. It looks like. Yeah. Who could have predicted that rainy? Oh my in- God. If anyone's watched Grey's Anatomy, they know. Rainy and low 50s. Low 50s? That's not bad soccer weather, if I'm being honest, but <laughs> rainy sucks. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a bummer, but I just have a bad feeling about the game on Saturday. But you know what? We're going to have to bounce back and, uh, you know, come back next week and and see what we can do. There you go. Cue the music. All my life. Grind it all my life. Puzzle <laughs> pay the price. You know that song. Uh, so, you know, I think we, we, we play on the road, uh, against Seattle and then we'll be back the following Wednesday, midweek game, uh, home against LA galaxy. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week, but that's right. We'll see. So let's go through some of the other questions here. Uh, as we mentioned, Scott Rolf, where's EC say, seems like he'd make a difference in our defending problems. Don't know who knows. Um, Connor Bateman says a pretty flat performance again, coming off an extended break with a long break between last game and the playoffs. Can we hope Peter Vermees will schedule some random scrimmages or some kind of gameplay so this team won't come out flat come playoff time? I'm sure they probably try to do that, right? Yeah. I just, um, I don't know. I, I'm sure they do scrimmages now. You just can't simulate a game environment. It's right. not possible. Yeah. So we'll see but hopefully we don't come out too flat. Um, B Keith B says, which match on this road trip will put us over the hump and let us clinch our spot. I think it'll be no match. I think it's tonight. I think we're yeah. going to clinch a spot tonight. Right. I, I more or less want to, uh, it'd be nice to know what game clinches that home game. And that could come down all the way to decision day, my friend. Yeah. Against RSL, you know, which, you know, RSL could be trying to play spoiler or we could be trying to bump them out. It's a, the whole situation mm-hmm. sam gleason says two questions first why are we so bad at corner kicks yeah. and two who dresses peter for the game that maroon suit was the best part of sunday <laughs> <laughs> so the camera's on the field and he's like boo and then it's on peter and he's like yay this is great he looks so good uh man i i don't peter had some style though didn't he, he peter's always got some style uh, sometimes he's, you know, he's been in like a polo and dark jeans one time, you know what I mean? But yeah. for Vancouver, he wanted that suit in case they made another GIF about him. He, uh, <laughs> you know, had to be looking good if it's going to be immortalized in uh, Twitter universe. Yeah. In terms of why are we so bad at corner kicks? Uh, well, first, I think you know, Bo- gone. Buzio was our, our, our corner taker. And, and, you know, Mark Anthony, thank you, Mark Anthony, the singer, points point yeah. out in our next. Love him tweet uh, my locker buddy that we don't have any true aerial threats which is true fontas yeah. and Ilya are not i mean ec could be but he's not in there it's rough it's it's tough man that's not a facet in our game right now um and you know i like how peter was like i didn't want to sell busio like no i didn't want to do that right. at least not in the middle of the season but 
when that money's there and the player wants to go, you make it happen. So, yeah, it's, it's um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a bummer. Uh, we did get a couple of emails. Um, Garrett Alley says, once again, I say punt on going for the first round by my main goal is to beat Colorado and get us that CCL spot. What is your thoughts on prioritizing CCL? So to get, Second I think place. if we get second place, we'll get a CCL spot. Well, you'd get it if you get first or second. Yeah, he's just saying, forget first. We're not getting it. Okay. So I say we can. We can still get it. <laughs> let's not let's not be like that, Gare Bear. Yeah. But I think we need to, uh, <laughs> you know, think about. I agree. I mean, CCL is great competition, and I love the extra games and being added to our ticket package every year. So yeah, I. I don't really care about CCL just because oh, it seems like every time we try to, we get in that competition, we end up, you know, basically being screwed for MLS competition. And then we didn't so, make the playoffs that year. Yeah. So wow. I'm kind of like, eh, I'd rather. Uh, yes. It was. It was the year yes. I moved back here and then yes. we didn't make the damn playoffs. Yes. It was terrible. Wow. The Monterey Toluca years. Games. Yeah. The fun Toluca so, games and the bad Monterey games. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm less concerned with CCL than I am MLS. I mean, it'd be fun, but we'll see. I just like more games. I know. Yeah. Well, you're going like to get them too. for the frigging leagues cup <laughs> where we've paused the season for a whole, isn't that 2023? Oh, yeah. We're all in that. Yeah. 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 But I don't think we'll get it as part of season ticket package. Maybe. We'll I don't know. know. They didn't necessarily raise prices or anything. It's going to, yeah, that's true. And, I, and playoffs are added charge. And I wouldn't have get right of, cup for a while. Right of first refusal, probably on those, but it'll be extra. Yeah. I think we might get open cup uh, as the package. Maybe don't quote me on that, but yeah. A lot of, well, a lot of competitions to look forward to. And then uh, Garrett also says, is anything less than making the conference final this season a bust? Um, hmm. I, I think, I mean, I think so, because if, if we don't get back to at least the conference final, it feels like it's just like, this is just another run of the mill SKC season. We do pretty well. And then we find a way to lose in the first or second round. Ugh. And we don't even have the chance at a trophy. What are we doing? Like we're talking so negative and we're in second place. <laughs> I know that, but that's place. We're not LA galaxy and we're in second place, but that's why I think anything less than a conference final this season is bad. Like we yeah. have to at least make it to the conference final. And, also, and even like, then I'd be like, I want to win. Well, think of it like European standings. Like if you, if we're in this place right now, it's great, but that's because they have promotion and relegation and CC sure. and, uh, UCL spots and all, you know, it doesn't matter. People celebrate that top four finish and stuff, you know? But what, what do we get for getting top four in MLS? A pat on the back? Well, top two would get that CCL, which top two we gets don't CCL. care about, apparently. <laughs> Garrett also says, congrats, Kuz, on your race. Oh, thanks, so, man. Just, it uh... was the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> and then um, we did get an email. I want to give a shout out to Scott Hobson, where he says, um, starting this weekend, so October 23rd, SKC will have five games left, including decision day. Mm -hmm. um, only four other teams will have that many games because most teams play tonight. Um, and they'll have a week off in between now and then. And they're only um, Atlanta, Austin, LAFC, Portland, and Vancouver are the only other teams um, with midweek games the final week. So 
everybody as of now has five games left, basically. So we all have the same amount of games from this point on. But I do think it's an interesting uh, little piece to point out, which, you know, thank you, Scott, for pointing that out, that um, schedule congestion closer to the end of the year for Sporting KC, especially with that last midweek game right before decision day, less than ideal. Yeah. So, Yeah, it is. I don't know. It's um, he says, you know, I figured this was the least I could do since I don't use Apple podcasts and likely will never write that elusive five-star review. So use your mom's iPad, man. People are (laughs) doing it. (laughs) Got to figure it out, Scott. No, we appreciate you. He sent a bunch of other information too that, um, you know, in terms of who has only three games left versus four games and and all that. So a lot of really good information, but yeah, it it kind of is a, a rough shake for sporting KC, but you can't, use that as an excuse you got to just figure it out so yeah that's true you got any other skc news just uh before we move on to a couple other final news and notes for our good listeners Mm, i don't think so could be uh you know if it's rainy out there at that game it could be that could change the whole environment could be yeah we'll see it's like a a snow game in football it's like okay well that's anyone's game (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true um it's a couple other things so on uh thursday october 21st so tomorrow there's going to be a fifa delegation in kansas city looking at kansas city looking at the infrastructure looking at the stadium setup probably going to the u.s women's national team game to figure out should kansas city be a host site for 2026 fifa world cup well so, now that's pretty cool yeah. I mean, are you going to the women's game on Thursday or are you- I'm not able to go to the game? No, I'll, I'll be out there. So if you're listening and you're going to the U S women's national team game on Thursday against South Korea, show up and show out at children's mercy park. Cause we're, this is potentially the biggest day in Kansas city soccer history, arguably in terms of growing the international game. Well, if we can host a, a world cup. Yeah, you know what if they what if they just announce it right there? They're like, we like what we see. Thank you for uh, you know making a streetcar for us. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it realistic that we're going to even get World Cup games, or is our other cities doing the same thing? And it's just we probably won't. I think it's very realistic we could because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of Midwest cities in the running I anymore. I don't think it. Sorry about that. Just drop something. I don't <laughs> think it is, man. I think uh, you know it could go somewhere else. I just, they're, they're, you know, if they want a Midwest market, which maybe they don't, maybe they just want to do it on the coasts, but there's basically Texas and Kansas city and then the coasts. Where's your transportation at though, man? It goes to like, Hey, they gotta go play at Arrowhead. Are they going to stay at hotels down there at Arrowhead or there's what? A, there's a Drury Inn. A Drury Inn. <laughs> That's where these international players need to be. Hey, they got an indoor pool and all the 12 year old girls go wild for the pool. Like what? Come on. No one cares about a Drury Inn. I'm sure they would. I mean, the teams would stay at one of the nicer downtown rest uh, uh, hotels, and they'd get bust over and bust over. It's fine. I, they'd have a world class training facility to train at while they're posted up in Kansas City. Uh-huh. Jimmy thinks we want we will get the World Cup, so we probably won't. <laughs> no, that seems to be the way it works here. <laughs> so it says Kansas City will be one of the the first of eight cities on the inspection tour. We're the first. Yes, Dude, that's great. Because in the rule of timing, <laughs> I think of it like this. In the rule of comedy, if there's five, number one and number five are the most memorable. Yeah. 
anything two through four is like, mm, those aren't the funny people all that much. You either want to open the damn show or close the show. So the fact that they're coming here first might make, that changes my whole expectation. <laughs> we're doing it now? I'm just saying, that's pretty cool. I, I thought they were just like, well, might as well go see Kansas City. <laughs> no, we have Kansas City, then Cincinnati. So that's the only, you know, since Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Denver. Those are like the three Midwest cities that, mm-hmm. that are, are, are being visited. So Kansas City, Cincinnati, Denver. Then they go to Houston, Monterey, San Francisco, and Seattle. Well, why would they go to Houston and see that they're still on uh, COVID protocol with their fan attendance? Dallas is in there too. I miss Dallas. Dallas is also bad with fans. Like, yeah. what 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 kind of video package are they going to put together? Something from ten years ago? Like, they can't put anything, anything recent because no one yeah. goes to the games. Well, I mean, the thing with Houston, you know, is there's a huge you know Liga MX fan base there. Man, so you if, got Dallas's amazing field. Yeah, but because they play at Jerry what? World. Okay, they play at Jerry World and they play at Energy in Houston. Right, right, right. So. I don't know. I mean, you got to look at the soccer. I, I get it, though. They have a huge uh, uh, Latin following there. They do. That's where I think a place like Cincinnati, like, I think their their infrastructure just, it, it's not, they don't have, uh, I mean, I guess they, what, they play at the Bengal Stadium. I don't yeah. know if that's any better than Arrowhead. I but. want a live debate. I want the people, I want the, the city representatives on a stage and I want like mudslinging, dude. I want like, I want Kansas City representative to be like, well, you could go to Dallas and be breathing oxygen on the sideline at halftime because <laughs> you're a mile high stadium. Or you could come here where we're like five feet above, you know, 100 feet above yeah. sea level or whatever it is. Here uh, versus Denver. I just think it'd be amazing, you know, or you go down to Dallas where it's 119 degrees on a, on a regular July day, <laughs> or you could be here where it's a balmy 98. <laughs> well, so that's the thing though. Okay. So like Arrowhead, yeah, is a little bit of a distance from downtown Kansas city. Mm-hmm. The Cowboy stadium is a shit ton farther from Dallas than Arrowhead is from Kansas city. Yeah. It's where it's Frisco, right? It's where it's, it's in Arlington, but it's near. Yeah. Arlington okay. is 10, but there's, you know, there, I, I went down there for a USC versus Alabama game mm-hmm. back whenever it was, and that USC go got smoked. But I remember looking at hotels around the stadium, and like all the reviews were terrible. And it was like people being like, "I actively saw drug deals happen in the parking lot." Oh like, my god! Found needles on the ground. Like it's not a place where there are any places around there really for them to stay. So it'd be the oh. same deal where they're staying in, you know, probably downtown Dallas and busing to the stadium. Well, what that I don't know. They should have done a reality show. They should have done a reality show, and they all could have just <laughs> no, that's Charlotte, lived in a house. Charlotte FC is doing a reality show. You oh, see yeah, this? that's a thing. To yeah, get a weird. spot on their roster? It's different. I, I, I don't know why they're doing that. Is it going to be like Survivor or something? I hope so. Which is pretty great season, by the way. <laughs> There's all sorts of blindsides. Yeah, your boy Brad went. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. Um, really, the last thing that I wanted to mention before we uh, – sign off for the evening is uh remember sacramento how they were supposed to be a thing in mls and then they kind of weren't and now they're just gone and now Uh, they might be a thing again no but don garber did say that the league will announce who the 30th team will be sometime in the next 12 months jesus so (laughs) So he's really narrowing it down don thank you that's oh my god new year's (laughs) resolution i might set my new year's resolution next year <laughs> so what I, the hell? I watched i watched justin bieber's uh uh thing on on amazon prime little mm-hmm. concert documentary you know yeah 
whatever there's some good music and stuff but that some of the behind the scenes stuff they were just like what's your new year's resolution he was like um my new year's resolution is to you know make a list and i'm like so his new year's resolution is to just make resolutions to make like, a list make a list what of is what? this what is that it's <sighs> just i don't know i'm like is this man on a conservatorship do we need to save justin this is weird man <laughs> But uh, look, so we had Austin join the league this year, their first year. And, and they're bad. Their fans are, I hate their fans. Their fans are the worst. Are they? I, act, I actively follow oh, their yes. fans on Twitter earlier. Their fans think they are God's gift to soccer. We thought they Atlanta fans for a while, right? Yeah. And then they realized, oh shit, we're a trash ass soccer team. Yeah. We're bad. So we're going to shut up now. So, but they're like, our fans deserve better. We, this is different here. We're built different in Austin. Verde, Matthew McConaughey, blah, blah, blah. And, and they, they're just, they literally think they're like changing soccer culture. And I'm like, do you understand that every new team that comes in thinks they're doing this? Atlanta thought they did this. Seattle yeah. thought they did this. Austin now thinks they do this. Charlotte will think they're doing this next year. St. Louis will think they're doing this in 22. St. Louis already thinks they're doing this now. Well, when are we going to partner with like Tech Nine and he's going to have like some Sporting KC bling like Yo Gotti did for DC United? Did you see this thing? I didn't see that. No, but tech that nine thing's probably heavier than my, my marathon medal tech nine was at, I think you were in Chicago. He did like a whole like intro thing one time for, no, for a sporting that. game and here. it was incredibly awkward. It was different, but like, can you imagine if he was part owner? And uh, yeah, we got Patrick Mahomes uh, yeah. and, tech, and nine, tech nine. So I enjoyed Strange the performance. music. I just don't think a lot of people at the game knew what or who tech nine was. That's true. Maybe we had some, uh, Maybe we had some people out in the stands. All the like, suburban, you know, people who are like, who is this guy? And why is what's he? he? What's he singing about? <laughs> He's got his mask on. I mean, it was great. There's fog and lasers and yeah. really cool. It was but, really cool. Did uh, he just yeah. say hookers and boobies? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, sometime in the next 12 months. So we'll see. Oh, wow. That's what if, we're talking about. If you, <laughs> if you had to pick, forget what teams or cities are, are actually viable. If you could pick one city in, in the United States where you'd be like, that'd be a cool city to have a soccer team located there just for your, like your own personal reasons. Oh, didn't we already do this? Did we? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I think it might've been a question. I, I, I think I said like Wyoming or some bullshit, but I think like uh, <laughs> Jackson Hole. Know, if you could, uh, you know, maybe Chicago should have one. They really don't have a team. Oof got him fired got him no but in all realistic uh in all re realness i would have said nashville and mm -hmm. i think that's a pretty cool city right <sighs> put me on the spot like that though man this is tough where would you go what would you do i mean this is this is a uh a, a legitimate option and i think there's actually vegas. a real possibility i think vegas is my choice because it's booming, dude. And who doesn't like to go to Vegas? It'd be We've already talked about Cirque du Soleil shows, man. It'd be fun as hell. Yeah. Just go to Vegas and have a, you know, live it up. And, and you know, because like the other options are what? San Diego was brought up. San Diego doesn't, California doesn't need another soccer team. Who I mean, cares? Las Vegas is a cheap trip because they want it to be cheap. So you can spend money at their casinos. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, San Diego's not cheap. Absolutely not. San Diego's not cheap. Um, Detroit has been brought up before i don't nobody wants to go to detroit no unless you're gonna uh unless you're gonna go to eminem's new store new new restaurant <laughs> mom's spaghetti so and then like louisville like nothing against louisville but like i'd rather go to vegas, vegas. than louisville 
because there's different ways to say Louisville, Louisville, it's a whole thing. I don't want to be like called out trying to talk about it all the time, but Las Vegas, you can't fuck that up. Get real crazy and do like Honolulu. Okay. No, <laughs> the mayor says no one should come here. Yeah. So I, I governor or something. Vegas, I think is most realistic. That'd be cool, man. Remember when Las Vegas lights were a thing and their jerseys were so cool. Mm -hmm. And like the underside of their Jersey was like uh, a face. It was like Zappos or something. It was, it was neat. I know that they really want soccer specific stadiums, but that the the Raiders field pretty nice. So if they could work out something with them, at least, at least in the interim, you'd have a state, a nice stadium to play at. Yeah, Raiders are dealing with their own shit right now, but uh <laughs> well, what, do, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't understand what you're talking about. No, did we just find out that John Gruden's a piece of crap? Did everyone just start realizing this? <laughs> Never could have known. Yeah, that there were no signs ever. No. So and since That's when does NFL got. even care? Since when does NFL care about yeah, pieces well, of crap? They needed a fall guy for all the stuff that was happening with the Washington football team. They they looked through 650,000 emails, and the only ones they found out of 650,000 that were at all problematic were John Gruden's like 30 emails. Of course. So Everything else was totally fine. He's coached a million games. He'll be fine. He's out. Yeah. So. Well, you know, on SNL, Chris Red came out as uh, Colin Kaepernick, and he's like, so y'all just now? finding out the nfl's racist like i feel like someone tried to tell you that right just ridiculous yeah so anyway i think that's all we got for this week i think so seattle dude it's seattle week and it's a big time i know a lot of people are going up there too so that'd be cool yeah it'll be fun so if you're going out there hit us up let us know send us some pictures of your trip Steal yes. someone's iPhone in Seattle just to write a review and then give it back to them. Just borrow it oh temporarily. Oh my God, I better get some shirts for you criminals. <laughs> uh, speaking of shirts, check us out at bit.ly.com slash no other pod. There's merch sales going on all the time. Get some shirts, get some sweatshirts for the cold weather. You might walk into a store on the plaza and people will be like, damn, look at that hoodie. That's a good looking hoodie. So you want to be part of that life. It's a podcast for God's <laughs> sake. Tell them. <laughs> Make sure you check out hellotushy.com slash no other for 10% off your Hello Tushy bidet. They got portable bidets. So if you're going to Seattle and you're like, man, I can't be without my bidet that I've already bought, just buy the portable bidet and you got it for the, the, the trip. And, uh, you know, make sure you like us and follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at no other pod, uh, facebook.com slash no other pod. Shoot us an email like Scott and Garrett did no other pod at gmail.com and leave us that five-star rating and review. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. I'm tired.